0: Hey guys, this is Sadie and Faith, and this is the Heber 2nd Ward Valiant 10 B Class Weekly Message. Hey you guys, sorry I'm a day late on this message, but hopefully you guys will forgive me on that and you'll be able to get something out of this. Um, This is from... October 19th to October 25th. That's the, uh, it's 3rd Nephi 27 through 4th Nephi is my message for today. It was supposed to come out yesterday, but that's all right. Um, one thing I wanted to mention to you guys is I'm going to try to have these come out every Sunday. So it'll be kind of like us having a little class time, just a little bit shorter, hopefully. And, um, yeah, so maybe when your parents are in their Sunday School Relief Society um, elders quorum, like their meetings on Zoom, maybe you guys could just put some headphones in and listen to this or just whenever you guys have time. So, um, like I said, happy that I got it put out finally. <laughs> um, and so today we're going to talk about um, how we can find joy in living the gospel And it talks about in fourth Nephi, how the Nephites and the Lamanites and all the other different groups, um, had combined together and they were all following the gospel. And at the beginning they were very peaceful and very united. And because the people were following the commandments of God, they received many blessings. And some of these blessings that are listed in the scriptures um, were that there were no contentions or disputations among them. So there was no fighting. There was no arguing. Like everybody was getting along. Um, They were justly to one another. So they were treating each other fairly. There was no rich and poor or people who were servants as opposed to people that were free. Everybody was free. they were able to heal the sick, raise the dead, the lame could walk, blind could see, the deaf could hear. And they were able to perform a lot of miracles because they were all being faithful and following the commandments that heavenly father had given them. And they were doing this because their, uh, their love for God, they all were loving God and there was no contentions and they were trying to follow the commandments. Um, and they all had God in their hearts constantly and in their minds. And it says in the scriptures that there could not be a happier people among all the people because, or all, okay, let me start over. There could not be a happier people among all the people who had been created by the hand of God. So they were all doing really well and they were all super happy. And there wasn't any of the prideful things that um, we talk about. There was no, no bad things happening between the people, um, and we're going to talk about when things change and they start to begin to get prideful, prideful, and um, stuff starts going downhill for them. Um, so in Moses seven eighteen, it says, "And the Lord called his people Zion because they were of one heart, one mind, and one mind, and dwelt in righteousness, and there was no poor among them. So they were." super unified and super, um, righteous. They were trying to live the gospel and everything was working out for them really well. Um, one thing it talks about how, um, we can do to live like this. Um, and there's going to be contentions between us, um, and there's contentions all the time, it feels like, anymore. But I was on Instagram the other day, and I follow, it's called, the account's called Come Follow Me Daily, and it just gives like a little thought every day um, about a thought going along with the Come Follow Me curriculum. And so there was this story that the account shared, and I thought it was really cool, and it can help when you're feeling contentious with others. And it talks about looking for the good things and the good things is what the Lord is going to see in them. Um, so if you can look at them almost with the idea that you're looking at them through the Lord's eyes, um, it's a lot easier to not be contentious and to feel heavenly father. Um, so it says, While on her mission, my sister and her companion made a goal for the next companion, Inventory, to bring up specific examples of things the other person was doing well or could work on. Throughout the next week, every time they got into a disagreement, my sister saw her companion pull out a note card and write something down. Two can play that game, she thought, and started making mental notes of the negative things she saw in her companion. Um, Well, companionship... Inventory came around and the companion pulled out that note card that the sister had grown to hate. My sister leaned forward, ready with her list of specific grievances. Then her companion proceeded to read from the note card specific things she loved about my sister. Anytime they got in an argument, the companion had chosen to focus on the best in my sister. All the small things on my sister's mental list faded away. The contention was gone, and even though they still discussed things, each of them could do could do differently. It was done from a place of love. After the resurrected Christ came to the American continent, there were 200 years of peace. Can you imagine? No envying, envying no strifes, no tumults, no whoredoms, no lying, no murders or lovaciousness. Um, and that's in Fourth Nephi one sixteen. Mormon said of them, "There could not be a happier people." Why? Because the lo- because of the love of God, and that did dwell in the hearts of the people. Love is the greatest power, and will have the most powerful influence. And that was said by President President Elaine Dalton. If you are stuck in a moment of contention, drop the mental list. Don't worry about matching tit for tat. Love is the most powerful choice you can make, and it is the key to peace. Choose love today. And I thought that was really cool because, um, you know, when you get into something and you're just mad at the other person, um, it can really kind of just plant a little seed and fester, and it gets bigger, but it's a lot easier if there's love in your heart. And two, they still talked about things that maybe they could work on with each other, but it was from a place of love. It said so nobody was pointing fingers, nobody was getting upset, nobody was getting angry. So you can still grow, but it's it's a lot easier to take criticism if people are like, hey, you know, if you could do this, like that would help me out, or that would make it so there's no tension between us or you know what I mean. And then instead of well, you did this wrong, and you did this wrong, and then the other person starts getting upset, and it just never works out that way. Very good. So that was a little message that I thought was really cool from this week. Um, and then, as we keep going on in the chapter, the Lamanites, or a small group of Lamanites, decide that they're going to leave, and they split from the group, and then small, smaller groups began to. Um, called themselves the Lamanites and they began to turn their hearts away from God. And, um, you could see this because they cared far more about things of the world, like wearing nice clothes and having a lot of fine things. Um, and they started to get prideful and their hearts weren't towards God anymore. And they were more focused on the everyday things. Um, so I looked up pride in the footnote of one of the verses and a couple other scriptures that come up were psalm 10 4 and it says the wicked through the pride of his countenance will not sorry my contacts are bad will not seek after god god is not in all of his thoughts and then proverbs 13 10 says only by pride cometh contention but with the well-advised is wisdom. So these scriptures just go along with the message as well that um, when people begin to get prideful, they're not keeping in mind how God would want them to act and carry themselves. And when pride comes, so does contention between all the people. So if you're keeping your heart, looking to what God would want and trying to keep the commandments and keeping him in your heart, it's going to be a lot easier. Um, and then also once the pride and everybody's heart started growing and more groups are breaking off and more people are um, following the other churches that they had made up, they began to be divided into classes. So now there are the rich and the poor again, or other groups like that, that we talked about earlier. And, they, when they started false churches, they would do it so they could get gain for themselves, um, and they took many parts out of the gospel, but kept the sacred things that you're not supposed to do if you're unworthy, like taking the sacrament. Satan had a hold of their hearts, and they started to persecute the people who were following Jesus's gospel and um, the true church, and they began to hate the members of. The true church because they still had the miracles that were being um able to be performed because they were still following the word of god um and these people started to harden their hearts and were being able to be led away by the false prophets and they would persecute the members of the true church um but the members of the church wouldn't retaliate against them and they wouldn't go back pointing the fingers at them and getting mad at them. So um so this goes on for a while and then more people started to become prideful and the people of Nephi began to be proud because of the riches they had received and they were starting to become just like the Lamanites. So a question that we have is how can we avoid these dangers they were doing really well and all of them were doing re- really well and then slowly one person starts to leave then small groups start to leave and then everybody's that was once in a united community is now separated and not doing as well so the antidote for pride is humility it affect pride affects all of us at various times and in various degrees and it's a universal sin but to resist prideful behavior, we must have humility, meekness, and submissiveness. Um, in a scripture that I found, that I really liked, it said, And now I would that ye should be humble and be submissive and gentle, easy to be entreated, full of patience and long-suffering, being temperate in all things, being diligent and keeping the commandments of God at all times, asking for whatsoever things ye stand in need, both spiritually and temporal, always returning thanks to Unto God for whatsoever things ye do receive. Um, So, if you guys want to learn more about that, I looked at um, Teachings of Presence of the Church, and it was Ezra Taft Benson that said that, and it's on page 238 to 239, and he goes through how we can combat feeling prideful and keeping those feelings out. Um, so lastly, I just want to bear my testimony to you guys that there is a huge difference on when you are really trying to keep Heavenly Father in your heart and your mind at all times, um, and just remembering Him through your day-to-day lives, and when you aren't trying to really make an effort to keep Him in your mind and your heart, um, it's really easy to get caught up in the day-to-day and you kind of start to get off track but if you guys can just keep him in mind and easy ways to do that is inviting the spirit into your life by reading the scriptures saying your prayers every day you don't have to like go above and beyond and feel like it's a huge task like just by keeping consistent and trying to invite the spirit into into your life every day is going to make it so that you keep Heavenly Father in your mind and you're going to be living the gospel and a lot of joy is going to come from that. So um, thank you guys for listening and I hope that you found this message helpful. Sorry, I'm a little all over the place in this one, but I will make sure my next message is on time. So thanks guys and I hope that you have a great rest of your week. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this week's message. Don't forget that you can leave us an audio message if you want to share something that you found cool or some comment that you had or anything like that and we can put it in next week's episode. So thanks again for listening and we hope that you're enjoying these.